Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for our Housing Matters Podcast. This is episode 20, number 21. Um, my name is Oscar Way, uh, your usual host. And um, Jordan Levine, he's not here today. So I do have a special guest. But before we get to the special guest, let me tell you a little bit about uh, our new, uh, latest press release. We had a press release on our um, January monthly sales last week, a few days ago, and um, it's the first month of the year, and we actually had a pretty decent month in January. Um, December, as you could remember, was actually a pretty decent month too, uh, given the fact that the year, the month, uh, December of 2015, it was a strong month because partly because of trade. Um, December 2016 actually did a pretty nice job, um, even though it declined slightly from the year before. Now, what about January? January, uh, it actually kicked off the year 2017 with a pretty decent start. On a year-over-year basis, it actually increased from the previous year, January 2016, by 4.4%. Not bad. Remember, um, both December of 2015 and January 2016, they had pretty good sales, again, because of the trade implementation that delayed some of the sales. So uh, an increase of 4.4% from the previous year, not bad at all. Um, and it also is the, uh, if I remember correctly, it also is the um, the uh, strongest start um, of the year since 2013. And it's actually the first time since 2012 that we have an increase on a month-to-month -month basis from December to uh, January, which is pretty encouraging. Of course, um, everything, as far as housing demand is concerned, we have pretty nice housing demand. We talked about this before, household growth, household continue to grow, uh, but the main thing is supply. So what about supply? When we when you take a look at the supply condition in, 20, in January 2016, it bounced back. Um, don't know whether you remember or not, in December 2016, we actually dropped down to uh, one of the lowest levels that we had uh, on record, uh, at least in the last few years. Months of inventory in December 2016 dropped to 2.6 months, but January bounced back slightly to 3.7 months. Not bad, but keep in mind, of course, it's a seasonal thing. At the beginning of the year, we usually have a bounce back. Uh, when compared to the year before, January 2016, though, um, that which was um, 20, uh, which was a 4.3 months. We did drop from 4.3 months to 3.7 months. So supply condition, most likely, will continue to be a constraint on sales. Um, so chances are very likely that uh, this year we will continue to uh, struggle a little bit with supply. And of course, with supply being a constraint, we do have some upward pressure on prices. Uh, home prices at the state level, home price at the state level, the statewide median price increased 4.8%. Um, as we continue to predict that Home prices will continue to stay at, at least at the state level, continue to stay at a uh, moderately um, moderate single-digit increase from the previous year. So 4.8% is not a surprise. I do expect um, later this year we might see a little bit more increase, but probably will fluctuate at around you know the mid-single digit. Um, 
Other areas are doing fine as well. The Bay areas, we're seeing some increase in uh, sales as well as price. As far as price is concerned, uh, it's safe to say uh, certain areas in the Bay area, we are seeing some uh, single digit, but more high single digit um, increase. But we'll talk more about that uh, with our guest star um, of today. Um, other areas, let me take a quick look at some of the other areas. Southern California, we're seeing some increase in uh, price. Uh, again, single digit, 5 to 6% uh, for LA and for Orange County. Riverside uh, seems to have a bit more increase, partly because we know that there will be, there, as far as affordability issue is concerned, uh, Riverside and San Bernardino are the most affordable. So, um, not surprised to see a little bit more increase in price in those areas. Central Valleys are doing fine as well because of also because of affordability. We talk about out migration, um, people who are in the um, areas with a lot of job growth um, but can't afford to move in those areas. They tend to move out to the uh, more affordable areas. Uh, so let's drill down to a little bit more on the, at the regional level, and that's when we have um, our guest speaker comes in and talk about you know the uh, the more regional level today. Um, in place of Jordan, we have some um, very um, big guest star from one of the uh, largest uh, brokerage companies, uh, Pack Union. We invited our uh, the chief economist and vice president of business intelligence from Pack Union, Salma Hap, uh, Dr. Salma Hap, to be here to join us and talk about the uh, specifically the Bay Area because. It, she, uh, Pack Union is both. Uh, they have um, they do business in both the Bay Area and uh, LA, but I think they have a lot of uh, concentration in the Bay Area. So we invited Selma Hap to be here to talk about the Bay Area. Uh, she, some of you probably already know, um, Dr. Hap, Hap used to work for CAR, and she was the senior economist at CAR before, and uh, she graduated from with a master degree. Master of Art degree, uh, Master of Art in Economics uh, from the State University of New York, uh, Buffalo, and she got her PhD in the University of Maryland. And with Pack Union, uh, she does, she does a lot of analysis for Pack Union. Uh, she's the author of the Economic Straight Talk column, and uh, she analyzes uh, current economic trends and to try to demystify the real estate investing. And she also look into international. Um, um, some of the international uh, real estate um, investment um, that uh, some of the, the uh, Pack Union China concierge program in Beijing uh, to help out you know people uh, to invest in the Bay Area as well as in Southern California. So without further ado, here's uh, Dr. Hap. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you so much for the introduction. So let me ask you a, 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 the very first question, um, Salma. Now, um, you heard what I said about the um, the first month of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Bay Area behaves somewhat differently. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have a first month of increase of 4.4% in terms of in sales in the state as a whole. What about the Bay Area? Are you seeing a similar trend in Bay Area, or is it still a constrained um, situation for the Bay Area? Yes. So <clears throat> Bay Area, unfortunately, is not a. Uh, 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 acting the same way as the, the rest of the California, and that has to do in most part uh, to lack of inventory. So total sales in 2016 were lower. They were 4 to 5% lower than the year before. 
Uh, in January, again, we saw a, a year-over-year decrease. Uh, my numbers show about 3%. Uh, mm -hmm. It just depends how you look at the numbers. I think your numbers are similar. Uh -huh. um, but uh, what's interesting about this, it's not so much uh, that overall uh, sales have slowed down, but in which price ranges have slowed down in which areas. So the majority of this slowdown is driven by drop in sales of units uh, priced below $1 million. Oh, so, really? Okay. Uh, eight per, so th those units uh, um, were down 8% uh, in 2016 versus 2015. But when you look at the units 1 to 2 million, they're up 9% in 2016 versus 2015. So, uh, you know, partially this is due to appreciation. So uh, um, those that were priced be uh, below million over the last year have moved to the higher price category right. um, and there was also more inventory in the higher higher price category uh two million and up th those sales were about flat uh on the year uh, for the total uh between the two years the same trend has uh persisted into 2017 so january is showing very similar numbers as well um so sales for uh, uh below one million are down six percent uh, one to two million are up seven percent. Um, wow. So, so we see here that it's a really an issue of lack of inventory in the affordable price ranges, which was also the bulk of the sales uh, for the Bay Area, you know, prior in the last few years. And of course, when we talk about Bay Area, um, we're talking about the nine counties in the Bay Area. But of course, I know in San Francisco, San Mateo, and Santa Clara, those are the bulk of the sales a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and are, are, are people just not, and, and we talk about supply constraint, now is it both a, an issue of not having enough constructions or people are just not putting their house on the market? Well, I, I think it's a question of both. Uh, you know, you guys did analysis here of how the length of a tenure uh, has extended, uh -huh. right? And so we're definitely seeing, uh, we did a little bit of our own version of that when uh -huh, we looked uh -huh. at the how long people lived in their house before, um, they they sold it and its majority were over 20 years um so you know so on, the, on one wow. hand we have that and then on the other hand we have lack of construction which we talked a lot about here at CR and just generally uh housing economists talk in california about the lack of new construction and that's really permeated all the markets even with the, a little bit of new construction coming into san francisco um the city part and uh, multifamily construction that's still not enough so when you look at the uh, um, new uh, when just um, when when you look at the uh, availability of the inventory, that's continued to to, to slow down. Uh, you know, in all price ranges and in all areas of of, uh, of the Bay Area, there has been a little bit of a pickup uh, in Alameda County, Contra Costa. So okay. East Bay is, is is seeing a little bit of new permits. So I think. Going into 2017, we may see a little bit more sales going on in those areas, and also uh, in uh, Santa Rosa area. Uh, but it, you know, where bulk of sales, as you mentioned, are it's San Francisco, um, close part of the Alameda country, so right across the bridge, and then uh, Silicon Valley. But there, just there is no signs of improvement in inventory. Wow. I mean, I I looked at some of the statistics we have recently. I mean, at first when I look at it. Um, we see a little bit of easing of supply, and I thought, okay, well, maybe supply could be getting better. But at the same time, I know sales drop quite a bit, too, um, in, in certain areas. Yeah. Um, so I thought maybe supply could be getting better. But um, as you said, you know, Alameda seems to be getting a little bit better. Yeah. Um, 
I know some other areas, people are moving out to some other areas like Sonoma and Napa too. Um, are you seeing that going to be a, a continuous trend in the upcoming year? Yeah, so what was interesting about Sonoma in particular is it, for the majority of the areas, let me just get to my um, numbers here sure. so I can give you uh, exact numbers. But uh, in terms of median prices, so uh, for year to date and uh, for the whole Bay Area, we had 6% uh, appreciation. So when you just aggregate okay. it all out, you know, um, and then again, the highest appreciation was in that lowest price range up to 1 million. But in terms of the regionally, Sonoma County had the highest appreciation at 10%. Oh, really? All, oh, all the okay. other areas, um, you know, it, they ended the year on a strong note, uh, but but throughout the year they had much more, much more, much lower appreciation than we saw uh, in Sonoma County, where we saw consistent appreciation throughout the year, and it ended at 10%. So I think. Uh, that just shows the um, flight to affordability uh -huh, thing, uh -huh. and I think that's why we saw strong sales. So it wasn't just the price appreciation, but the sales were also stronger in, in uh, Sonoma County as well. So um, that speaks to the issue of, of affordability. But Sonoma is Sonoma and Napa is not far. It's, it's quite a distance away from Santa Clara and, and San Francisco, right? So people. Basically, we have to drive, what, a couple hours or so? I don't know how, exactly how long, but probably a couple hours or so in order to get to the the core of the city, right? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's interesting you said that because people have also started complaining much more about traffic in the uh -huh, Bay uh -huh. Area. So we know how that is here in Los Angeles, but apparently in Bay Area, it's, 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 it's becoming worse because of this, of, of this more, you know, just people having to travel further for work. Right. And of course, um, more traffic, usually, like especially in L.A., you know that, you know, more traffic, um, of course, that means people are on the road, but also could be a good sign that the economy is um, continuing to improve. Mm -hmm. And we know that uh, the Bay Area um, kind of sidetrack a little bit from um, the supply first. Mm -hmm. But in the Bay Area, we have some pretty nice uh, job growth. In fact, I believe it's uh, compared to the state as a whole and compared to the nation of a, as a whole, the economy continue to grow at a faster rate. Now, do you think uh, the economy in the Bay Area uh, will continue to improve or it's going to start slowing down? And uh, how would that affect the housing market? Yeah, so I think it depends on how you look at the economic growth. Are you just looking at the job growth or you're looking at overall wealth or household impact on, on households? So mm -hmm. in terms of the job growth, we've already seen a little bit of a slowdown, but that's not to be uh, that's that's actually expected given the low unemployment rate we have there. So we have uh, somewhere between two and three percent unemployment rate, which uh -huh. is well oh, right, below. Right, right. Right, which is well below what economists generally consider a natural unemployment rate. So, you know, there's only so many people that are currently looking and that, you know, the perks have to be much better right. now for people to start moving from one job to another. So, you know, in terms of the uh, actual raw number of jobs growing up on, a, on a monthly basis, I think that we may see a slowdown there, but we're still uh, expecting for uh, jobs to continue to grow. Um, and then another indicator, which is very important for the Bay Area, is venture capital activity. Uh -huh. And so there was some cons concern of um, 
uh, some slowdown in 2016 over venture capital. But it turns out that 2016, it was actually the second best year on record since 2015. Really? So we still have that venture capital activity. It's just being focused in different ways than we would we were used to. So we didn't see as many tech IPOs um, and and exits. Um, and and the ex exits actually changed from being uh, to, from merger to merger and acquisition types of okay. exits. Uh, but still, uh, for 2016, in terms of monies being uh, raised or fundraising, it was actually the strongest year. So That's I amazing. think going into 2017, we will see more of that uh, permeate the market, uh, the Bay Area market. And I do think we will see. I think we're already expecting some IPOs, uh, tech IPOs to happen. So that will help, um, you know, unfortunately, very constrained <laughs> supply, but it will uh you know, help the economy in the Bay Area. So it might push up the home prices a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> it's very possible, yes. Now, um, I know, you know, for the Bay Area, you mentioned about Sonoma increasing in price. Um, San Francisco and San Mateo and Santa Clara, those counties are also increasing in price, partly because of people are actually making more. Um, wage growth, I believe, uh, in terms of wage growth, in, in the Bay Area, uh, it's experienced, people are experiencing a little bit more wage growth than other areas. Mm -hmm. um, and, but the affordability issue is definitely an issue. Um, do you see that there is, um, a, in a short term or in a long term, any kind of uh, remedy to the affordability issue? Oh, it's one of those very, very difficult subjects. And if you follow, um, you know, um, discussion around how to deal with affordability in the Bay Area. It's it's you have people from all sides uh, throwing in opinions and and so there there is no really consensus of what could be done because we have so many obstacles to to afford to constructive affordable housing. Uh -huh. You know, other than just going further and further from uh, employment center and business centers, uh, you know, people are very resistant to allowing. Uh, new construction in their neighborhoods or infra right. development, you know. So to some extent, that's almost like building walls around. We're, we're already we've already started a long time ago building walls around our communities, and that's contributed to this lack of, uh, of supply. So, you know, I think there are discussions out there. There's been um, policies, legislative effort put in place to help. Uh, to help uh, put aside more affordable units, but you know, local um, resistance is very strong. So I don't really know at the end how that's going to play out. Yeah. But I do think I feel very, very strong, strongly about the need to to do something about affordable housing, not just in the Bay Area, but generally in California, LA as well. <laughs> True. I mean, we looked at you know the supply earlier. You know, we have very low supply, supply, and at the same time, of course, home prices continue to increase. Um, and, you know, it looks like, you know, we are getting uh, the economy will continue to grow. Um, and especially in the Bay Area, we are seeing um, continued growth uh, stronger than a nation as a state as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, and um, one of the questions that I also have is, you know, if the economy continue to grow and we recently talk about have um, heard about possibly there might be some um, reform of the uh H-1B visa program, nothing, there's no detail yet, but there's a possibility that there might be some slowdown in terms of issuing H-1B visa. Mm -hmm. um, would you think that actually might, um, well, first, it might actually slow down um, some of the talent from coming into uh, the Bay Area. Um, and that might 
the slowdowns in economic and technological growth. But it does, on the other on the other hand, it actually may help and ease uh, down the demand for housing. What do you think about that? Well, okay, so this is an interesting piece of statistics. So for sales in January, they dropped the most in San Mateo County, which okay. is the center of Santa Mateo, Santa Clara, uh, by 11% and 9% year over year in January. Uh, so, and this is Silicon Valley. This is the heart of Silicon Valley. And this is where a lot of H-1B workers would uh -huh. be purchasing homes. So anecdotally, we've already heard that um, uh, um, residents with H-1B visa are putting their home purchases on hold oh, and waiting okay. out to see what, you know, what the new uh, laws are going to bring. Okay. So I think, you know, it, it's a second piece of concern after the supply is, you know, how um, right. how all these changes are going to impact our economy uh, in California. But, you know, immigration is a big, big issue, and it's, it's, it is a concern for the Bay Area. Definitely. I, mean, I guess we'll have to just uh, wait and see how it pay, plays out, you know, as far as the uh, policy is concerned. There are a lot of different policies that, you know, catch our attention uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so, I just, I guess we just have to keep an eye on it. Now, another touchy subject that um, we don't talk too much about is uh, partly because we don't have the statistics to talk about is um, pocket listings, mm -hmm. off-market listings. Mm -hmm. um, and I know um, Leslie talked about this before. We talked about this before. Some of the supply issues, at least on paper, may be affected by um, pocket listings. Meaning, you know, when people take you know the, the listings off the MLS. We won't be able to capture it. So on paper, it might seems like you know we have a lower, <coughs> excuse me, level of supply than um, we should have. Um, and in the Bay Area, the uh, pocket listings situation appears to be, from the previous uh, um, records that we have seen, seems to be a more a significant issue than other areas. Um, could you address that issue a little bit, maybe? Um, is it? actually a more significant issue than other areas? Well, as you said, it's very hard to track this information because it's not recorded in the MLS. And, you know, to some degree it is in, in sales, in final sales, because after uh, a sale has been made, uh, the agent would uh, go back and in input that data in the MLS so they can get a credit for it. So, uh -huh. so to some extent it gets cap captured into MLS, but maybe in not in the for, uh, available for sale inventory. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, we have seen a bit of an increase, about two percentage points increase in uh, pocket sales just in Pacific Union oh. uh, over the from two years ago. Um, but you know, I couldn't tell you about the uh, uh, other part. You know, other uh, companies in the Bay Area. So uh, you know, it is an it is an issue that's probably more prevalent in the Bay Area because of the supply constraint and right. because you know, anytime you have um, such high demand for such low inventory, people may be uh, more protective of their listings or, right. more, you know, picky and choosy. So, um, you know, that's, that's the, as far as information as I have about it. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's information that's hard to track. Now, if you have to put a guess on it, you know, um, would you, what would you say the percentage of um, listings will be considered pocket listings right now? Yeah, we had about 18%. In last year, that's um, the Bay, Bay, Area, Bay Area, right? Yeah, that's up from 16% two years ago. Okay, so is do you think that's it looks like an increasing trend or a stabilizing? 
Um, well, I mean, to whatever degree you can, you know, three years make a trend. I don't know. <laughs> right, we're only looking at three years of data. So it did go from 16 to 17 to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see what what this year brings. Okay. Yeah, I know, you know, we always throw around figures like between 15 to 20% and some other areas. Yeah. We may have fewer, a uh, smaller percentage. But uh, it sounds like you know 18 percent, 16 to 18 percent is uh, the figure that we should be targeting for. Um, I mean, should be should be uh, um, making an estimate for mm-hmm. uh, whether it's going to come down or not. You know, of course, that depends on the market itself. Yeah. You know, with supplies so much constraint right now, um, I think uh, it's safe to say it's probably will stay at around that same level for a bit of time. Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and again, it all it depends on what happens with the housing market. Uh, as a result of the decisions being made made uh, by the new administration, so hopefully the impact will be positive on overall positive, so that uh-huh. uh, you know we can um, you know where, where I was going is that maybe it, there is a possibility say if the housing market slows down that there will be more uh, listings being put on on the MLS just simply to find buyers if uh-huh. buyers get really scared, particularly the international buyers or uh, permanent resident buyers, H-1B visa uh, holders too. Um, so, you know, um, you know, it just depends on how people are going to receive this information. Got it. Now, let me ask you one more thing before we wrap up. Now, it seems like we have a pretty good start of the year. Of course, it's just one month. Um, but well, that's, uh, that's, that's elsewhere, outside the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it's going to happen uh, for the year for the – Bay Area region as well as for the state as a whole, uh, if you have to make a forecast yeah. for the year. So going into this year, um, you know, a couple months ago, I would have been quite positive about um, about what I thought the 2017 would bring, uh-huh. um, simply because we, you know, the demographic forces and income growth and continued job growth and, and uh, the influx of venture capital, continued influx. So I would I would be really really positive, uh, you know. So I'm not quite sure. I think um, the uncertainty around the new administration and what's going to happen will put a little bit of sales on hold. Okay. I definitely do think that we will see. A sl- I, I anticipate slower spring because of that, until we figure out everything that is going to be rolled out. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But then second part of the year, I do think uh, we, it may be a stronger. Um, stronger than the first part of the year. So overall, I don't think that 2016 is, and 2017 are going to differ that much. I think we're going to oh, end up okay. uh, overall at the end of the year about the same. Okay. And and price-wise, do you think we are going to see some um, appreciation also? Pretty much the same as 2016? Yeah, I think we're going to continue seeing the similar trend. We did a forecast event uh, at the end of uh, in November with we partnered with John Burr's Consulting, and we rolled. We forecast. They did a forecast for three year uh-huh. forward, and I think we anticipate continued appreciation, but at the same rate. So three four percent, um, some normal. You know, we call it normalization, but yeah, definitely it's normalization versus what we saw a few years ago. So continued normalization of trends. <laughs> so it's safe to say. Let me put it. Let me see if I can. You know, give a. Some uh, a few concluding words. It's safe to say that we're cautiously optimistic. Yes, we're cautious. Right. Of course, <laughs> there are a lot of uncertainties. Mm-hmm. I mean, we said it a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Still very uncertain about a lot of things about policies, 
but we're cautiously optimistic. Economy probably will be um, at least as strong as last year, 2016, which was growing at 1.6% on a year-over-year basis. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll get a little bit better in terms of job, uh, in terms of uh, economic growth. Yeah, yeah. And remember, California again continued to outpace the rest of the nation. Right, so, you know, right. We're definitely in an advantage there. So hopefully, we can maintain that advantage. <laughs> That's that's great. Well, I'll definitely catch up with you in a couple months. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more uh, certainty on the policies, and maybe we can, uh, you know, get a give an update then. Sounds good. Thank great. you. Thank you so much, Oscar. Thank you, Selma. Well, this concludes our uh, latest episode. Uh, again, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, until next time, have a great day. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.